Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, Lucy Goosey Libations Friday. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. Hey, let me get it out there right off the bat, all right? Happy Father's Day, fathers, in advance of uh, Sunday's holiday or recognition, if you will. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yeah, I know, I know, right? It's a, it's a special day. It's a big day. And we think all of us do about, especially, I mean, this is, um, it's it's true of uh, sports fans. I was thinking about Father's Day last night a little bit because I watched the game with my boys. And, um, c- you know, congratulations, Golden State. That's, that's it, that's all, right? You're officially a dynasty at that point. If you get to six NBA Finals in eight years and you win four of them, I know the other two are dreadfully sorry years where you're in the basement. So that's rare, really quite rare that a, a dynastic organization has a couple of lulls in the run in which they end up not being competitive. <laughs> that's, that's very rare. You know what? You might get bounced. You might lose in the finals or in the playoffs, but you don't usually get to six in eight years, win four, and then have two seasons where you're like, ooh, they won 15 games. You know, it's, it's very rare. There were some points where there was some sweating going on in my household, uh, but uh, before the series started, I saw that Golden State was merely minus 155. And you gave it a run. I said, that's not too expensive. They mm. should win this series. I mean, what are we talking about here? But by game three, I was thinking, oh, well... Looks like I may have picked the wrong side. Well, I, I tell you, Tom, I actually saw it differently. I got it wrong. I thought Boston would win in seven, uh, six or seven, and, and, and at 2-1, I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> Oops. Um, I, and the, the sole reason was defense. I thought that Boston's defense was deeper, and I thought they had more options. Uh, I, I A couple of things happened in the series to flip it, and I give Golden State all the credit in the world, is once again we're reminded that this team, for all the flow in the in the – the beauty in which they play the game offensively. It's unlike any other uh, franchise. Uh, all the great NBA franchises, you have a hallmark superstar transcendent talent. So you're always going to see somebody. It's Magic. It's Bird. It's MJ. It's Kareem. It's, you, you're always going to have somebody, Hall of Famer, all-time great. So that part of it's the same. But nobody controls the NBA Finals or the league for as long as Golden State has from the outside, and they have. It's all perimeter brilliance and flow and the willingness to be so unselfish. It's That's that's a fun group. Like, I, you, you could be indifferent about Golden State. You know, if, you, if you're born in Atlanta, you probably don't care anything about Golden State. You know, it's clear across the other side of the country. But if you just like free-flowing, unselfish, smart basketball to go along with Preternatural gifts from its superstar in the sense that we have never, ever in the history of basketball seen a player like Steph Curry. It's never happened. No, Nobody's ever existed that plays the way he plays. He hit 32 threes in this series. He's just a – I mean, and he shoots it from midcourt. It's insane. It's just wild how things change. And, you know, it depends on when you were born, what teams are good. And you know this because – and I'm not even saying it because you're older than me. It's just yeah. you've been through a couple more cycles of teams on yeah, the rise and then greatness. down. I remember when they were great. Well, 
I go back to when I was in, I don't know, what was it, high school or early college, the Baron Davis Golden State team. And it was such a novelty <laughs> yeah. that Golden State was good. And, and they upset Dallas. I think it was in five games, whatever it was. But it was a massive upset. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, Golden State has been nothing but sorry my entire life. This yeah, is cool. That is true. Flash forward a half a lifetime away to now. And, and they're a dynasty. That's who they are. They're the best. They're the gold standard, no pun intended. Yeah, man. When you when people think of the NBA, if they're beyond their own rooting interests, if they're being honest with themselves, the first two teams you're going to think of are the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. The third team you'd think of is the Chicago Bulls because of Jordan's d- dynastic run and all of those titles. If you're, I would if think, you're my age or older, yeah, this is all true. Yeah, I, but but it, it, and I'd I go Bulls first. That that's just that was an indelible mark they left. Yeah. So. But if you're a historian of the league and you love the league and you've cared for, say, you know, 40-plus years, I, I've watched it for 40-plus years, then you always say Celtics-Lakers because they have the most titles. You know, you get 18 or whatever it is for Boston and 17 for Boston, I think it is, and uh, and the Lakers uh, have that many as well. So you just you, – that's what you think of. Um, but then, then it's like what other groups have come along to put together runs that are as dominant? As certain other, see the difference with the Lakers and the Celtics is that they've had different eras of runs like that. You know, so the '60s Celtics uh, were unbeatable, and then you had uh, obviously the Lakers and the Celtics in the '80s both dominating. So you've had different runs, and you had the Kobe Lakers with Shaq. And all. That those are different, you know, cross generational. Whereas the Bulls, pretty much pre Jordan, you're like, eh. right. Post Jordan's been a lot of, but it was the entirety was. of my formative time. <laughs> sure, like, sure, know, sure, that. sure, sure. Yeah, no, no, they, and and believe me, they're they're top of mind as well. Um, it, the the Spurs were a team that mm-hmm. are in a lot of ways, uh, unfortunate for them. I think stylistically, uh, they 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 were largely forgotten when we have these discussions because they're kind of boring, just like their stars. Right, but they touched into three different decades and they're won incredible. titles in three different they're, decades. They're incredible, and they, that's why they're on the short list of teams that I'm going to mention as soon as I start talking about greatness. To your point, this is still so fresh, but it feels very odd that we would be talking about the Golden State Warriors in this manner. Right, the kid in me is like, that's not possible. Right. That would be akin to the Cleveland Browns being the gold standard for the last 10 years in the NFL. It would be the same thing. Right. Yeah, no, think about it. I mean, it, it is bizarre, right? I mean, they belong now in that conversation. Like, the teams that we're going to mention, whether we're arguing about where San Antonio is or where the Bulls are compared to the Lakers and the Celtics, you're going to have to bring up Golden State now from forevermore. Right. That's cool. Yeah. It'll be like if you're 70 and I'm 55 yeah. and the Houston Texans are the gold standard in the NFL. Like, what? Well, How uh, are the hey, Houston Texans? To your point, my entire childhood, all the way until we get to Tom Brady, save for one season where Bill Parcells took him to the Super yep, Bowl. Brett Favre. Yeah. So other than that, you, you the Patriots were nothing. You know who the Patriots were? The wrong team on the wrong day to get demolished by that Bears 46 yep. defense in the yep. Super Bowl mm-hmm. in record fashion. You thought of them, and maybe you mentioned Steve Grogan and a couple other guys, but that was it. You didn't think other than you just thought about them as a bunch of also ran losers. You didn't. They they didn't right. matter. And now they're synonymous with the with the greatest of of the franchises in the NFL. When we play this exercise out in the National Football League, uh, much the way we do with the NBA, where you say Lakers, Celtics, and then you name a few others, uh, in the NFL, Cowboys, Steelers, Packers. Raiders, it, they're they're all yeah. kind of right there. 
Um, yeah, I might flip it with Steelers. 49ers have to be in there because of the Joe Montana teams and the right. dominance that they showed. You got pre-salary cap era, post-salary cap era. It's very significant. Very different discussions. There's very no doubt different there. discussions. But yeah, I'd, I'd flip it probably Steelers, then Cowboys, just because the Cowboys are front-loaded. really, fr- And they know it. Those fans know it. The ni- they're like Miami Hurricanes fans almost. They're like, oh man, remember back when... We were the baddest team in town. Well, yeah, they won what, three Super Bowls in five years, four yeah. years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but since then, Bupkis. And Pittsburgh has just been consistent as hell over that period of time. Well, they didn't have uh, as as many years where they just fell off a cliff. Correct. But they had some. <laughs> they had some. You know, it, That's interesting. Well, there's no franchise that consistent. The Patriots did something that nobody had ever done. That was ridiculous. It just on and on and on and on and on and on. And it on. doesn't feel quite over, even though it kind of is. Oh, it's over. It still yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if they won 10 games this year or 11 games, you'd be like, Bill has done it again. Jeez. Well, but you don't think Giving that they Giving up 18 have, points a game. Right, but they have zero shot to win a Super Bowl. That's this, fair. This year. Yeah. They have zero. Yeah. No chance. I mean, no chance. Unless Matt Jones just suddenly becomes this, or Mac Jones uh, becomes this other player. No, agreed. I, I agree yeah, there. I'm just yeah. saying that you're still not, they're not the dregs of the league yet. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it was three and four years. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> my Bills in 10 years, five-time Super Bowl champions. Try to get that one, Tom. Try to get that one, buddy. Just get <laughs> just get that one. Um Tony Easton, golly, we are going back, aren't we? We are going back. Um, that's fun, though. It, it's fun to think about uh, these, these dynastic runs and where certain dynasties fit by way of comparison, either within the sport or uh, even, you know, outside of that, crossing leagues. You know, the greatest dynasties to ever to ever exist. You know, obviously the Yankees with, what, 27 titles. So Yeah. Now... We get into this is where the diehard sports fans. This is where we get into yeah, nice uh, job since two thousand Yankees. Since then, you know, it, hey, that one was good. It's twenty twenty two. We're almost a quarter century no, no, into this thing. Continue to to do not win them. That's great. I, the bulk of my lifetime saw you win way too many. I don't yeah, care if yeah. I ever see you win another one in New York. That's fine. You don't have to. I'm not talking about you. Right? No, man. that's the other side. Yeah. The Bronx, the one train, <laughs> not the seven train. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying. Um, you know, that's I don't care if the Yankees ever win because from the inception of baseball, they've had a built-in advantage, and they they refuse to acknowledge it when you talk to their fans about the uh, the championships. They just don't. They don't. Although this season's team is absurd. Yeah, they're really My good. My God, they're really good. They're thirty games over five hundred. Baseball's a weird sport. Baseball's the sport where your team could be the best, and you don't trust it. You never trust it. Uh, it's it's frustrating. We've watched how many times. Uh, we just saw it in college baseball yet again. We've been talking about this for a while. I was laughing all year long. Every time Tennessee won, every time Tennessee had an undefeated week, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's it going to matter if you don't win at all? It's the worst. It's the worst. And I, that's because I'm broken from all those dominant Florida State baseball teams in the 90s. Like, I got so tired of hearing our fan base, oh, well, it doesn't mean anything. It does mean something that they had the best record of the league and that they were ranked in the top ten and that they were top well, eight national seed and that they won the conference. It does mean something. The answer to that, fan is then why are you watching well, the regular why are you season at all? all? Yeah. But that, Just wait till Omaha. Go away. Go away and come back in June. But that is the problem with college baseball. It is also a built-in problem in the sport. And I say it's a problem. It's just a reality. It's not a problem as long as you recognize it. And it's what keeps you on edge. If the Mets won 100 games this year, once the playoffs started – 
you wouldn't feel great even if they had the best record in baseball. You'd like that they were good. You'd like knowing that they're capable. Yeah. But you, it's baseball, man. You you fool around and catch a couple bad breaks in a game, and the next thing you know, you're in a seven-game series, and anybody can win game seven. Yeah, it's just a crazy the math you got to do now as a baseball fan with a new playoff system because mm-hmm. now you're eyeing a bye. Like, yes. that just seems so foreign to the sport of baseball that the discussions we're going to be having on this very show in two months, two and a half months' time is, all right, they're in the driver's seat for the bye, but here comes the the Central. Here come the Brewers. The Brewers could get that two seed, and if they get the two seed, they get a bye. Mm-hmm. So you really want to secure not playing a best of three because guess what? San Diego is really hot right now. <laughs> or whatever, Philadelphia is <laughs> yeah, really hot right now. Yeah. That, those are the conversations that are coming for baseball. So bizarre. Ah, back to my original point. Happy Father's Day. I hope you guys have a great one out there. I know I will. Uh, do you know that in uh, in Estonia, where my friend uh, lived uh, relatively recently, Estonia is a beautiful place, by the way. Um, it's near Latvia. Estonia, by the way, has been uh, has been ruled by any number of countries, several various points. But uh, anyhow, that said, uh, it's a national holiday there. Everybody gets the day off. Nobody well, what, the adjoining Monday? Yeah, nobody has to go to work. There's none of that. None of that nonsense. Well, are you going to go to work on Monday? I am not, um, but it has nothing to do with Father's Day. I am doing fresh content That's right. for War Chant TV. And, uh, and the yeah, audience will hear it. And here. the audience will hear it here, yeah. too. Yeah. But, but I will not physically be here on that day. I will be out of town. I will also be out of town on Tuesday. Uh, so we've got to figure out what we're doing with headlines. And then I will be back, ready to go by Wednesday. I'm um, going to take in a little... Concert and a little beach time. It'll be 150 degrees while I'm there, and I don't know. You know, this doesn't feel timed right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a tea time tomorrow at Ooh, lunch, buddy. You know the amount of water that's going to be consumed between now and lunchtime tomorrow. This is not a time to get cute and mess around and say, "Ha ha, yeah, I'll hydrate with some, you know, natty lights." Nope. Well, that's never be... really a time to say that, but yeah. Oh, there are plenty of times to say that, but this is not one of those where you joke around. It's 112 degrees in the heat index tomorrow, sir. My God. So each of the last two days, my boys have come home from their respective camps and challenged me what they say every time we get in the driveway. You want to go for a little 2v1, Dad? A little 2v1? Clark is now of the age, he's 12, that it's completely unfair. I mean, they figured out that all you got to do is space. You know, and once he got good enough to knock down open jumpers, what am I going to do? Because I would put my – I would – defend Bryce and take that away and he used to pass to Clark and I could get over there to scare him you know I could just running at him he'd get frightened with the ball in his hand but he doesn't do that anymore he knows I'm not gonna plow through him so he stands tall and knocks down the shot he finally believes it it took him years it took him years Yeah. yeah and uh and and he's also now capable of knocking it down and if I charge if I if I contest too much you know I'm I'm Sprinting to get out there, he'll just pass. <laughs> Head fake, doing, spin, windmill jam. Oh, no, he didn't do know? that. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing the back and forth monkey in the middle. Here I am trying to get the ball. This is ridiculous. You know, it's. But that's what they do to me now. So I said to him, "It's 150 degrees. Why do you want a two v one?" He's like, "Because it's fun. You know, it's fun because you guys are going to win, and I'm running back and forth like a madman." Yeah, these are the wrong days to do that. These are the days where I've the sweat it. hurts. 
Oh, like, yeah. Physically, your pores hurt from sweating. I went to hit golf balls yesterday just to hit a bucket, just because I was inspired. You know, you're watching the U.S. Open all day, and you just want to – you see a shot or two that somebody pulls off, and you're like, oh, I wonder if I can do that. That's a good-looking shot. I want to try that. Oh, cut fade there. That was nice. I want to try that. So I go out there to hit balls, and I also bought a pair of new shoes. Got to break those in. Got to break those in. Square strike, right? Yeah. <laughs> These revolutionary designs, oh, Square Strike, will add eight yards of distance yeah, yeah, or my, your money back. My man six over yesterday in his Square Strikes. Way to go, Seth Straka. Is he the front man for it now? He's, he's on the commercials now. Okay. Him and Faldo and Fatass. Um, John Daly. Well, Daly has to do it. it could be a few dudes, yeah. Well, it's yeah. John Daly. He's the fat ass. You have to, yeah. So, um, he, hey, everybody, Craig Stadler for Square Strike. Daly, they're smoking and drinking in his squares. It's the best. Uh, but bottom line is, uh, I went I went out there to do that, and then I got uh, <laughs> I, I got about like ten balls in. I went, "What are you? This is ridiculous." Yeah, this is ridiculous. No desire to do this. Hey, something has started, and you know what it is, Tom. And it involves Florida State football, and it's always I wait on it. I wait on it. Sometimes it happens a little sooner. Sometimes it happens a little bit later. But it's always one of the boxes to check. Now, there are several. The system, you guys that go way back on the Jeff Cameron Show remember the system. So I'm in, invoking the system again. Uh, and I. this is where you know you, you've kind of arrived. It, this means more to me than it would you. But it means something to me. And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply little documentary on Dinosaur Jr. that I just saw being advertised, I think, on the Hulu. I think it's on the Hulu. Excited to watch. There's a lot of stuff on Hulu. I didn't realize it. I've gotten addicted to the Hulu. So over under yeah. 92.5 documentaries that you watch per year. Oh, I'm a documentary nut. I love documentaries. I just watched one last night. I stayed up too late after the NBA Finals watching the second half of the... Uh, George Carlin documentary. I hadn't seen the second half of that yet. Uh, and you were up late. I'm way too late. I'm tired as hell. But uh, that's all right. I was into the. I got well. I've been meaning to watch that second half of the Carlin documentary because it's the half I'm most excited about. I already knew all the stuff in his youth and all that, so I was like, I want to see the second half. And so I keep telling myself I'm going to do it, and then I never do it. And then finally, I was like, Listen, the Lightning are going to be playing this weekend. I'm not going to do it then. So I just, I just decided, screw it. I'm going to watch it. I was all geared up. <laughs> and so I did. Uh, really quickly, so I mentioned a moment ago that this is always one of the uh, boxes to check. 
And I get excited about these things because it's even though it's just the initial box, it's still one that's been on the list for the better part of 20-plus years of being on the air. And that's the, the indicators. No matter how far off, it could be a faint light in the distance, but a light nonetheless, that football is approaching. And so yesterday... Uh, I was doing something for the college sports book. I was previewing some win totals for the <clears throat> ACC Coastal. And I was wrestling with some of those win totals in the ACC Coastal. And I went under on Pitt. And I went under three and a half on Georgia Tech. Oh, my. They're awful. He's 9-26 and 26 or 9-25, and 25, Matthew, which was it? I, I cited Collins, Jeff Collins' record. It's not good. It's 9-25. and 25. So they only need three more after they beat us inexplicably. Again, They're right? not going to beat yeah. us. But uh, have you seen Georgia Tech's schedule? That's cruel. Uh, I saw it in 2015 as well. Well, listen to me, man. This is so wrong. I know you're still scarred, but I'm going to pull this uh, it's up It's just absurd. So that, that number program. is three and a half, by the way. Three and a half. Um, that's just uh, ridiculous. It, it, you would think, oh, they easily win more than three and a half games. Well, I'll tell you what. When you go through that schedule, they lost their best players to the transfer portal, okay? Or graduation. They're not. They didn't have many good players to begin with. That's or, the original transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, graduation life. Yeah. Georgia Tech's schedule has Clemson. Well, here are your two wins. Okay, I'll give you this. <clears throat> I'm going to give you this one. They might beat Duke at Georgia Tech. They'll beat WCU. Is that Western, Western Carolina? Are you yeah. sure? Huh? Probably. Probably. Now I don't know where I get a third win. I, I think you could have gone under two and a half. You might get three, but you're not getting four. You should mortgage your house. Was that a confirmation of a bet I heard in the background? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you will not, Tom. Here you go. Clemson is on this schedule. Georgia is on this schedule, which is cruel and unusual. And they and they bookend. That's, you begin the season with Clemson, <laughs> and you end the season with Georgia. Talk about bend over. That's My God. interesting, too. They do that often because they're the cross-rivals, Clemson yeah, and Georgia but it's Tech. Yeah, so wrong. And Dabo will run up the score on Collins, Collins if he can, but he didn't last year because he couldn't. <laughs> His quarterback and, wouldn't let him. And what is Clemson's situation in week one? I mean, just against the number, that's going to be interesting because if it comes out at 38.5 or 35.5, I don't know. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff, Tom. They're oh. going to be feisty. Where? At Georgia Tech. Uh, uh, I don't think it matters. I, I, well, to I, the number, it might. I, it might. 35 and a half, 38 and a half. All right, here you go. Ole Miss is on their schedule. Ooh. What are we doing? Wow. Who's doing this to Jeff Collins? What do they have against Jeff Collins? What What are we doing out here? Uh, Jeff, uh, we know you're 9 and 25, and, uh, you know, your prospects aren't good. The fan base isn't exactly buying in these days at 9 and 25, Jeff, but... Uh, we think maybe some high-profile games against Georgia, Clemson, and Ole Miss we can get. <laughs> what if we do? It'll help with the gate. Yeah. Are they going to Oxford for that game? No, that game's at Georgia Tech. That's why. They're doing it for the gate. They also travel to UCF, who's been an infinitely better program than them. So they're going to get killed by UCF. Tom, I don't see it. Here, You, you find me four wins is how I have to lose this bet. I, they have to win four times for me to lose the bet. Clemson, Western Carolina, Ole Miss, UCF on the road, Pitt on the road, hosting Duke, uh, hosting Virginia, on the road at Florida State, on the road at Virginia Tech, hosting Miami, on the road at North Carolina, on the road at Georgia. 
Get the hell out of here. You uh, can't do it. You man, can't find yeah. him. You cannot You'd find need, him. You need a mega upset of Virginia Tech or something like that along the way. On the road? Yeah. That That's why it'd be a mega. Or North Carolina. Those frauds. That seems like a game that Carolina would lose. What's going on in Chapel Hill? Yeah. We're tied at 21 <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I can get you WCU. I can, I can kind of close my eyes and find a way to maybe get you the the Virginia game at Georgia Tech. Well, Virginia gets a five thousand yard quarterback, right? Yeah, returning. Have, yeah, no, I, I I'm saying I'm I'm trying to find the wins, Tom. I'm, I'm not finding them against Ole Miss. I'm not finding them against Georgia. I got to find them against somebody, so I'm stretching it, and I'm trying to find you one against Virginia. I can get you one against Duke, and I can get you that WCU win. Where are you getting me that fourth victory? You're right. It's got to be. It's got to be the ACC flexing its muscle. That's what it's got to be. It is, anyhow, don't underestimate the ACC. Yeah. So I did this yesterday, and I so I had on my mind the ACC and betting. And I was going through this, and I got I got an email, and uh, I don't know. Um, I, I've not heard of this person. Doesn't mean that they're not uh, something of uh, uh, of note or not. I'm not trying to be cruel, but I got an invite from um, this this. I guess I think it's a magazine. I, maybe just a website. It's not a troll, is it? Some no. It's AC. His name wasn't Seymour Butts. No, no, no. His name's Jim Quist. Um, and no, he's a member of the Football Writers Association, USBWA, and all that stuff too. So he, he, no, no, no. He and he's the publisher and podcast co-host for ACC Nation, whatever the hell that is. They want me to come on. That's to, yeah, sparsely populated nation, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> they want me to come on to to talk about uh, obviously the ACC and the preview for the upcoming season. Well, you know. I got that invite the same time I was talking ACC football at the same time that I was getting ready to call to, to book a room uh, up in uh, up in Charlotte. So uh, here I was. Here I was. Yeah, I know we got a house and all that. I probably just want a room. But, uh, all right. But but the point is. Elitism. All right. Uh, yeah. Very well. I like my, I like my solitude. Um, <laughs> you do, too. You do, too. You don't, you don't want to be. What are we, 20? Well, this is this is. Uh, it's not like double, you know, occupancy. Everybody gets their own room. Oh man, okay, I see. <laughs> the thing I'll ask for is the Cameron Express on the ride, though. Just drop me off at the house. Yeah, I got you. I'll drop you off because that's you know ninety minutes ahead of the ETA. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you there, baby. Uh, so anyhow, what am I saying? Well, we're checking the boxes because the ACC kickoff's coming up. We've got preview magazines about to hit the shelves. You know I used to sit down with the system and drink my coffee in the corner of good old-fashioned bookstores that pretty much don't exist anymore, which breaks my heart. And I would sit there, and I'd read them all, and I would do these previews. And then I got an email from Phil Steele. So this was, what are we doing yesterday? What's Phil Steele up to? Well, Phil Steele... Uh, would like me to promote certain things that Phil Steele's Uh, doing. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. but, But hey... It's the point that this is the time of year where the invites, the previews, the conversations centered around football prognostication begin. It happens now. Sometimes it's a week earlier. Sometimes it's a week later. But yesterday, all at once, custom wrapped, boom. Hey, Jeff, it's about that time. And I got really excited. Then I saw where we, uh, once again, 
uh, are starting to look ahead. Four state football players uh, projected. Phil Steele revealed yesterday. Jamie Robinson on his first team. Uh, Mastromano on the second team. Dylan Gibbons. Micah Pittman on his third team. Defensive tackle Robert Cooper. Cam McDonald is on the fourth team. I had to hand in my top 40 list. There's a fourth team? Well, on Phil Steele's. Okay. Yeah. So the point is, he did all that. Athlon published earlier this month for accolades for Fabian Lovett, Amari Cooper, Treshawn Ward, Robert Scott. Athlon's not paying attention. But, hey, you know, there, there, that, there's all of that. Hey, come on now. If there are four teams, then well, I, I don't possible. know if Athlon has a fourth team. But the, the, the point would be, all of that stuff is starting to come out, and I got excited about that. And I did hand in my 40 players. How about them, Apples? Did that yesterday, too. Man, I was the one who forgot, and I had it ready on Wednesday. And I got an email from Gene last night saying, can you send that over? I'm thinking, oh, my God. I didn't do it. It's right there. I had sent it to myself. I had the list. You had you had them in order? Yeah. So well, let me no, ask you. I, yeah, of course. Well, I'm just saying you might have had a group of 40 names, and you were thinking oh, about positioning no. them. So, no, I, I had to – the hard thing – it's not difficult. Uh, that's what I'm going to ask you about is, here. Is when you have to drop somebody, you know, 29 because you forgot about him. Like, oh my god, this sucks. That happened to, re- to me know. several yeah. times, and I've got to be honest with you, I didn't go all crazy trying to reconfigure after I screwed it up. Like I realized I forgot a pretty decent player, and I had him down. Like at that point, I'd already done like 24 players. Uh, who was it? I forgot. I'll tell you here. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, I'm going to guess either Deloach or Pokey. It was Pokey. Aha! All right. It was Pokey, yeah. yeah. So, and then I realized, it's like, oh, you can't do that. No, you got to get together. So I allowed myself a couple of maneuverings. But after that, I'm not going, because you got the numbers, and you got to do the delete, and move the thing around, and the copy and the paste and all that. It's annoying. So I was like, eh, I'll just put Dylan Gibbons here. Yeah, that's that's good. (laughs) How high up did you have Gibbons? 15. Oh, man. Top 15. He's a good player. He was our best offensive lineman last year. This is interesting. I've got him really high on the list. You got him top 10? Yes. Okay. Well, see, this is good. This is good. I got him higher than that. What, you got top five? Yep. Oh, get the hell up out of If he gets hurt, uh, no. Again, it's uh, about you impact. You lost your no, 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 no. Uh, this is going to be a fun video series then because it's about impact. If he gets hurt, you're going to have what? Darius and Dimitri Emanuel as your starting guards? Well, oh, no, oh. no, we, no. Uh, they're bringing big boy in. Uh, and so we got Bless Harris to be a starter. You can move Washington, uh, probably, right? He's one of your guards. And then what was the other? Well, yeah, Dimitri Emanuel, the kid from Charlotte. Oh, I forgot. I didn't even list him. Oh. Well, we don't. he wasn't even here. I'm in the 30s. Yeah. yeah. See, I screwed that Wait, up. Those are going to be your two starting guards? Oh, man. And how good do you feel about Robert Scott at left Dimitri tackle? I forgot about Emanuel. Good God, I feel bad about that. Well, I don't feel good about Robert Scott. I tell you that every and, day that I'm on there. And if Dylan Gibbons is not lining up next to him, how do you feel about that situation? No, listen, I love Dylan. He's my top 15. I didn't yeah. have the guy off the, the top, out of the, off the list. But I just, he's not... I, you had him ahead of guys like uh, Tatum Bethune? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, because <laughs> if, if your linebacker rotation is, no, is no, no, no. Deloach and Lundy, that is better than an offensive line rotation without Dylan Gibbons at left I, guard. I think it drops off significantly, uh, just as you do with the line. I, I agree with you there. Uh, if, if, if Lundy has to play, that's not ideal. I mean, he's, he's okay, but he is so one-dimensional. He can't cover you. And we're, we get exposed. And if, if you've got Darius at left guard and Dimitri at right guard, oh, dude, 
that's problems, especially if Lyle starts because he ain't the most fleet of foot. So who you pulling? These pin and pull actions are so important, and Gibbons is uniquely well, fit to do that right now. For so us. then I ask you this because I had a hard time with it then. If you're projecting Caden Lyles to be the starting center, which neither one of us know for sure is going to happen yeah. because we, we have our questions, what did you do with Maurice Smith? I didn't list him, I don't think. He's 37th on my list, so yeah. there you go. I didn't list him. He's, well, got, because, he's got to put on 30 pounds well, before he makes my list of and 40. And that is my point. I put him in late at 37 because there's an outside possibility from some stuff that I've heard that I don't want to get into because it involves medical stuff. So I'm not going to bother the man. But and it, it's no, he's okay. He's not dying or anything like that. I'm just saying he may have the ability to put on the weight. Yeah. And he didn't have it before. Okay. I'll just say that. He now may have the opportunity to, okay. put, to put on some weight. Well, and, then he'll make the postseason top 40 if he does. Right. So the, the reason, and that's exciting and encouraging because, yes. because here's the deal. That gives you another strike well, if somebody gets hurt. That's why I didn't get so crazy. Oh, well. See, I see, had inside now, dope. I, I had would, inside yeah, dope. Yeah. What the hell, man? You got to give me the dope. I had the inside dope. So Where's he, my dope? I, you didn't ask. Gibbons would have fallen to seven. I had so I had that information and I thought, you know, my man's maybe gonna put on some weight. But this would be a big deal for Florida State. A really big deal. If you can get that kid to put on twenty pounds, he's athletic, he's uh he's tough, he's uh mobile. I don't know if the weight will help him with the snapping of the football thing. Yeah, I don't need him to snap. Like he could play guard. Right, right. So my point is, then you have either a backup guard that's viable, like a real one, and and or a starter. You know, I mean, if he right. if he gets that much stronger and, and that he- much bigger, heaven forbid, Schrader gets healthy, like they say. Uh, no, yeah. because then look, man, He's not even on my list. He no, he didn't make my list either. No, not even on my list. <laughs> that's why it's the top forty. I'm just talking about rounding out a rotation of eight or nine if one of the freshmen are good enough to be in an emergency rotation of eight or nine, not starters. Just you're not dead. You're not dead men walking in the trenches if one of your dudes is out, which is where we've been. I, I want to give Space Heater some love here. He made me laugh because because it really is applicable to me <laughs> and my age, and he's older than me. He wrote, maybe you don't know this, but they do make programs that automatically renumber a list, and they have since 1987. It's true. I'm aware of this. I'm aware of this, but I I don't know necessarily how to access it. <laughs> I just go ahead and manually delete, renumber, and put the name is what I do. I like 36 yeah. erase then, or I don't erase it. I erase the name in front of 36 because you're then, doing a reply to an email. I, I do the same thing. It's a reply to yeah. an email. If it yeah. had been a different type of document, and I would have done that. There was a more efficient way to do this, but I was on a roll because I was projecting. Uh, the the, the the bet totals that I was doing for a college sports book, and then I was like, oh, I'm in the college football mode. Let's knock out this top 40 for Gene so that we're good to go. And, Tom, you'd be very impressed. I wanted to see how many of the top 40 that I could name without looking at the roster. You hear me? I'm listening to you. I how want, many you could name without, without looking, looking at, the, at roster. the roster? So I just literally sat there and went, okay, here we go. Let's go. One, and I'd won. Da, da, da. Two, da, da, da. three, da, da. and I did. I got to basically high thirties before I was like, okay, I got to, I got to start checking. That in. tells you I'm the, overlooking some people. But here. the roster's better. That's what that's what that's telling you as well. Because you would classify 
a kid, a number, a position as not worth remembering, and you would only get to 21 or 22 if you thought this roster was complete what it was three years ago. Just a travesty. Mm. So yeah. since it's gotten better, you're yeah, remembering was, into the 30s. Uh, there were more names on the tip of the tongue for the first time in a long time. I was just kind of, all right, there we go. Oh, look at that. There's another one, and there's another one, and another one, and another one. Ah, he's going to be pretty good, too. There's another one, and another one. I just kept going. I couldn't believe it. I knew I could get to 22 because I could think of the 11 starters on offense and the 11 starters on defense. Now I may have to reorganize them. And then I thought of special teams. Where'd you put Travis J? Oh, he didn't make the list. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, that's why I was I was um, a little alarmed when you brought him up yesterday. I'm uh, like, he, he, he ain't even cracking the top 40. He didn't make my list either. Okay, well, all right. That's was, good. I was hoping. After he, all that hype, yeah. Don King over here. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. He could have made it. I could have been. I could have put him in there ahead of, I don't know, Patrick Payton or somebody. I One of my first cuts was Sam McCall, and it hurt. I was like, ah. Sam McCall didn't make mine either. Oh, no, he did. He did. Sam did make mine. He made yours? You know why? Here's I reconsidered, Tom. Not only did he make mine, he made a crazy leap. He went from not making the list <laughs> to jumping higher up than you would have thought possible. 31. He's in the 20s. What? Yeah. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because he'll be a special teams wonder boy for his freshman year? He'll be awesome on special teams. He plays with an attitude, and he's a hitter. And I think in the second half of the season, after he understands what they're trying to do defensively, he's going to get more run. He's going to be in the rotation, and he is a he's an athletic freak. He's That's 20s. He, yes. So now, if he only plays half a season yes. on defense, then well, he better have two or three picks. He might. He's th- oh come on he look look he's been running out there I get it if but- he starts over Renardo Green <laughs> if he starts over Renardo Green that's where I have Az Thomas I have him in the twenties for a similar reason but I don't think there's going to be room for McCall if Thomas is in that position that's my point where did I put Az I got Az in the twenties okay I got Az in the twenties I got McCall put, uh, further down did you put Fitzgerald on the list uh, Ryan Fitzgerald yes thirty ninth. Thirty eighth here. Okay, so yeah, you thought you were well, gonna get me. Well, no, because you, you hate putting kickers me. on. I hate list. it. My last two spots but are Fitzgerald and Master. We're gonna we're gonna play a lot of close games. I got mm. Master Mono actually a little higher because field position. You know, I if we know. get a couple first downs, you're gonna like this kid even more. I don't. Did he have one roll in for a touchback last year? I don't think he did. What about Tate Rodemaker? He made the list. Yeah, he made my list too. Because if he has to play, right? By definition, he could have four drives this season, and he'll be an impact player over you know some uh, roll dudes. I think. I, I'm also projecting some things here, Tom. I've got some projections, pal. Over I, under zero point five games that Tate Rodemaker starts this year. Well, if it's over, we're in trouble. Unless he's starting against some bum. Unless he's starting against Georgia Tech or something, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, even then. We'll no, see. this offense, I think, against Georgia Tech can handle itself. You'd like to think, Tom. The spring indicated that you'd you're like not to, you're not completely <laughs> screwed. You'd like to think, but man, I do like to think that. I know. I like to think in facts. Sir. I would. I like to run. I like to run him. I would run him. Get yeah. his ass out there, roll him right. Yeah. Get him. Tell him though, and you got to express this intently. You don't have to throw it when we roll you out over there. Young man, you are responsible for the worst interception ever thrown in Florida State football history on a play in which we rolled you out. Now, hang on a minute. Is that actually true? I because I, I believe it is in the moment. 
But I didn't see all of Chris Rick's interceptions. Oh, I did. I saw every one of and them. And Tate still beats oh, the, this, all of them? Well, every know, single the one? The Rooster had some interceptions back in the day that you're like, woof, woof. In fact, he threw a pick six against Georgia Tech in Atlanta in the game that I was at, and I, I predicted it before the snap. My dad still brings it up. We were on our own five. And I was like, he's going to throw a pick six. Watch this. this it's dumbass. about the same part of the field. I did. I was like, watch this dumbass. Here it comes. Here it comes. And he did it just like that. I'm like, there it is. Knew that was coming. I didn't even stand up. The ball was snapped. I was like, touchdown, Georgia Tech. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey. By the way, the conversation that we've been having this hour on a Libations Friday, Lucy Goosey, Father's Day edition of the Jeff Cameron Show is the kind of fun and games you can have when you call down there and you ask to speak to Shannon. Hamilton Home Loans, Chad and Shannon, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. You're going to want to do that. makes your mortgage process far less intimidating and it's a hell of an opportunity for you to get the best in the business working on your behalf. Cutting-edge technology, transparent communication. It's a five-star mortgage experience. Two Knowles, die hard at that. You're getting those rates. You're getting their expertise. And you're talking about Florida State football. 844-FSU-LOAN. Or you can find them online at fsuhomeloans.com. Yeah, that's always a fun, you know, you can always tell too when we do this, when we when we kind of reconvene and what we end up having with uh, Tom and me and Ira and Corey and Gene, uh, we all we all get in there and we start in Aslan and we start yelling at each other and we look and then we can go, oh, yeah, yeah I see where you forgot so and so. And then you just threw his ass in there at 33. Yeah, that you can always tell oh, where yeah. somebody did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh this is the first one I've done at, on my own. Mm-hmm. Back in the day we would get together on the big board. We put it on the big board and draw it out. Big board. That was that was always a fun day of the year because it, we would go down the hill to grab a craft brew or two, bring them back up, play some tunes, and then yeah, draw it up on the whiteboard. Draw it up on the whiteboard. That was, that was good time. Good times indeed. Is that place still there? Yeah, yeah. It's just not as as it used to be. It got too cleaned up. Yeah. I used to love it when it was a dive. They they gave it the one corner in the back by the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, you and I still... used to sit back there and enjoy those uh, old black and white cartoons that they would have yeah. running on a loop. The while violent, you had a, trippy ones. Yeah, while you had a cold beer, yeah. They still, over there, it's like an homage to the past, but it's just uh, very modern and cleaned up from there. It's unfortunate. Where'd you have uh, Cam McDonald? Ooh. we got to save some of these, so I'll, that'll be the last time I ask you that. Anyway. Uh, 27. Mm-hmm. Just by nature, the offense, you know, he gets in a rhythm every once in a while with Jordan, and they could go three, four plays in a row. I think they did it in Boston College. Uh, but there's a time where you could see that this offense is just begging for a dude to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Maybe Drell Pow- Powers is going to be that guy, the kid that arrived on campus from the signing class this year. He looks the part, but that's an important position. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, I struggle with it because while I understand it's an important position, we just have had nobody to really um, – expose and, and, and dominate in the middle of the field, and, and, and it's so frustrating. If you have somebody who's above replacement level mm-hmm. at that position, yeah, you're going to be top 12 or top 15 in our top 40 countdown. Yeah, yeah, 
That's exactly right. I'm excited about Benson. I know we both have him really high there. I, I think he could be uh, a, a big-time player for us this year. I was so impressed. When we talk about what we took away from spring and we eagerly anticipate the fall, you, you, you kind of get excited as you remind yourself of the things that you um, – you know, you liked and didn't like and everything in between, some things you didn't know about. Some things are still mysteries, and that's all right because you don't have to solve everything in the spring. You, got, you do have the fall. Uh, but, like, one of the things that we got excited about almost every day was there was a play or a moment where you saw Benson with that size showcase speed, and you thought, oh, man, that is, that's a difference maker. We have not had a di- – we've had some solid players, uh, but we haven't had huge difference makers uh, in a while. And so uh, I'm excited at, at running back. We had guys that were solid. He has the look to him, too, and the attitude. When he first met the media, mm-hmm. the newcomer series of interviews that FSU did back in the winter, he talked about how he can't wait to hit somebody. And I thought, ooh, okay, yeah, I like that. That's all right off the bat. Yeah, and then you see it. the size, and you think, man, if he could just run. And then you see the speed, and it all culminated with the spring game performance where you go, that's, all, that's the total package of a mm-hmm. player who has breakaway speed, he can get you a third and one and a half if you need it, and he wants to hit somebody. That's not always a combo that you find. Usually, a guy has two or two out of three, or one out of three of those. He has all three. Yeah, and he's a he's a much better athlete than Jason Corbin. So so Corbin, I liked, and he was a, a hard worker and yep. a good player for us. Plus player. Yeah, he was a plus player. He wasn't a difference maker, but he was a plus player, and he ran hard. He he really was dinged up. A little too frequently in his time here, so he never got a chance to showcase it for long stretches at a time. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with us. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV.